When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back. Episode 115 right here. Just you and me, Ricky, chopping it up. The Open recap. Ricky and his fiance were there to witness all the glory leading up to it. A couple practice rounds, hung out in Ireland, hung out in Scotland. And we're excited to dive deep into this, Rick. Rob, I couldn't be more fired up to talk about the Open. This was the 150th playing of the Open, and it took place at St. Andrews, the old course, which is where golf was created 200 plus years ago. So I am really excited to discuss the Open, all the anticipation leading up to it, the historical significance, and the play itself. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty incredible uh, that you got to go there. Let's Tell the listeners how you got to go. Sure. So, Rob, just like the Masters, and again, this is only information you can learn about on the Brothers Brand podcast. You're not going to well, go. I'm, on the I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you can Google it, but you might. You might. You could probably take a look on the internet. But this podcast is delivering insider information that I think all of our listeners really appreciate. Just like the Masters, there is a online lottery system that anybody can fill out and apply for. Essentially, you're putting your name into a hat and they're going to draw and hopefully you get lucky. Now, we did. We put our name in the hat a year ago when we learned of the Open having this lottery system. And it's actually currently open for next year's Open. You like what I did right there? Open for next year's open. A lot of things are open for business. Yes, exactly. So you go online, you put your uh, information in. It takes like two seconds, super Mm -hmm. quick. And what will happen is in a couple of months, once the ballot is closed, they'll go through and they'll draw out names. And Rob, you and I have been filling out the master's one for probably over a decade now. And neither one of us has gotten lucky with that one. You know, I think, uh, well, I I think for one, less people know about the Open's lottery system than the Masters. But I also think that you being in the United States 
and the tournament being in the UK um, kind of puts you in favor because they probably want to pick people from the United States to really like um, get you excited about not just golf, but the open and, and get you on the bandwagon of the open tournament. So I feel like that's advantageous. It's true. It's a marketing opportunity for them and a chance to grow the game worldwide. And you better believe that's what they're doing in Augusta as well. They're probably pulling people from all over the world. When we, when we were are, working there last year, Rick, I, I mean, I talked to so many people that were from the United Kingdom. There you go. Perfect case in point. So anyway, though, Rob, months after I put in the names, I got an email saying that we had won the lottery and that we were able to hey, win the lottery, baby. Big bucks, no whammies. Big bucks, no whammies. We, Actually, this one did cost you a lot of big bucks. This one did cost. It did cost nothing is free. I should mention that uh, the tickets themselves actually aren't even free as well. Uh, you just get the right to purchase them at face value, which is very inexpensive. But well, what, um, what was face value? Uh, I want to say it was like maybe like fifty dollars per day or something like that. So you can't uh, even play. You can't even play a decent round of golf for less than for for fifty dollars. That's true. That's true. So again, not that much money. I just didn't want our listeners to think they got free tickets. So um, anyway, anyway, so all of a sudden we find ourselves going to the open and my beautiful, much, much, much better half and I, 1000%, mm-hmm. we going. started to coordinate a trip. I've never been to Europe. She's always wanted to go to Ireland. And what was kind of cool was we got a chance to fly out to Ireland prior to the open which was also coincidentally where pretty much every player who was playing in the open at St. Andrews was in Ireland the week or two before playing in several tournaments there, getting reacquainted with link style golf, the weather out there. And it's a huge uh, shift for your body to fly from the United States over to um Europe and I think a lot of players probably did that wisely so that they could get settled in and just comfortable weeks in advance of arguably the biggest tournament of their lives yeah absolutely and and Xander Shoffley won that one right yeah Xander Shoffley actually he's been crushing he won like yeah Rick it's either the x factor or x gonna give it to you either one is good everybody's gonna know what you're talking about and He's won like four events already this year, and it's already only July. So uh, big things happen for Xander Shoffley. He was definitely somebody that I think a lot of people thought could contend in this year's Open. And there was so much hype leading up to this year's Open. We talked about it being the 150th. Back at St. Andrews, it actually, Rob, was supposed to be at St. Andrews two years ago. But because of COVID, they pushed it back. It coincided with this celebration, 150th year, and it was the 30th time that the British Open was played at St. Andrews, which is where old Tom Morris and many of his 1800s colleagues, they got the game of golf started. They founded the RNA, which is the organization that oversees the um, basically golf worldwide, all the rules and uh, tournaments everywhere. They just uh, are known, as everybody sees on TV, for the Open, most notably. But and, and let me just plug a fun fact right here about the Open and why it's called the Open. 
is because when it first started in 1860, when Abraham Lincoln was president, okay, it was open to professional and amateur golfers. Now it's only open to professional golfers, but the name stuck and they call it the open still. Rob, I don't know if we have to cut this part of the podcast out or not, but it actually still is open to the general public, amateurs as well. Anybody can qualify for it. And, and that's also true with the U.S. Open. You should know that out there. For all you Brothers Brandt podcast listeners, you can qualify for the U.S. Open. Now, it will take several series of local and regional tournament success and a lot, a lot of time, but you can qualify. Anybody can qualify for the Open. Mm. And in fact, we saw several players at this year's Open in St. Andrews play as amateurs. Four of them made the cut. Wow. And every year, just like they do at the Masters, they recognize the low amateur with a trophy for the one that does the best. And he was awarded the trophy this afternoon. We just saw the conclusion of the tournament. That's, uh, that's awesome. And we're not going to cut it, Rick, because we're live. We're on the fly right here. And I, I, I went to Wikipedia. You know, you got you to fact check Wikipedia. They're not always right. They're not always, always right. right. So here we go. So the Open's coming up. We're getting excited. The players are getting excited. I mean, basically the entire golfing world is looking forward to this. So much so that Tiger Woods, who many would say is the greatest golfer of all time, back in April, after he had concluded his final round at the Masters, said while at Augusta National that St. Andrews, the old course, is his favorite course in the entire world. Now, that's a huge statement to make. It's even a bigger statement to make about a different course while on the premise of Augusta National Golf Club. But he said those words. Then he withdrew from the third major of the year, which was the U.S. Open back on Father's Day weekend up in Brookline, Massachusetts. He was planning on playing in that tournament. However, decided to withdraw because he wanted to be ready for this tournament. He knew the magnitude of this year's Open. I mean, I think that speaks volumes to the Open. It speaks volumes to St. Andrews. This course, Rick, I, I was listening to the broadcasters. This course has been around since the 1400s. That's it's, what they an old, it's an old course. They call it the old course. Now, I want you to know that there's actually six courses on the property. Uh, there's actually a course called the New Course. There's a course called the Jubilee. There's six courses on this property that if you wanted to travel to Scotland, you could make it a golfing expedition where you play not just on the old course, but many other ones. And there's dozens of courses within a couple miles in any direction yeah. so it's really the golfing world is like headquartered in scotland exactly exactly and and we're gonna get we're gonna get to the breakdown of the tournament but everyone's doing the breakdown of the tournament everyone espn all that stuff we're gonna break it down we're gonna get our thoughts but you know rick you had the privilege the honor to go over there the the cojones to go over there to fill out you know, the, 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 the lottery ticket to win it, to go over there. Cause some people probably win and they're like, ah, it's too much money, but um, you did it. I want to hear a top five rundown of, of, 
of St. Andrews, like things that just were, were so mind blowing. I'm putting you on the spot right here. I want a top five rundown of St. Andrews. Well, absolutely. You got to put me on the spot. That's what the Brothers Brand podcast is all about. And yeah, I want to talk about how phenomenal of an experience it is to go to an open specifically at St. Andrews. If it's not on your bucket list, put it on the bucket list. This podcast is all about going to sporting events with the people you love. And my fiance and I, we did it and we had a blast doing it. So Rob, here's what I'll say. No, top five. Give me top five. Yeah. So I want the listeners to know we were there for Monday and Tuesday leading up to the tournament. Uh, So you've got Monday practice round, Tuesday practice round, Wednesday practice round, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I got to tell you, Rob, on Monday, they had a thing called the Celebration of Champions. It's somewhat like the par three contest during the Masters week. It's an opportunity for legends within the game to come and be celebrated and also to play a little bit of golf on the course. So on Monday, we were treated to what is called the Celebration of Champions, and it's a four-hole tournament that takes place on Monday. And at the old course, they play the first hole, second hole, 17th hole, 18th hole. So it's basically like a circle. They're all right there. There's huge grandstands and Tiger Woods played in it. Rory McIlroy played in it. Jordan Spieth played in it. Rob, Gary Player was playing. Uh, Nick Faldo's team ended up winning. And what's cool is they pair uh, players together, four of them, and they take champions from all over. So uh, they take champions from women's golf. They take champions from golfers with disabilities. They take champions from all over and they pair them together. And it's just a really neat experience. That is definitely within my top five. If you go to the open, going on like a Monday to see the celebration of champions is a top five thing for someone to do. On top of that, which is also in my top five rep, there's less fans on the course. It's the beginning of the week. So we were able to walk the entire course, not on like a Saturday or Sunday. They were calling for almost 300,000 fans to be at the open this year. We got there early before most fans did early in the week. So we were able to walk the course. And that's what I would recommend. Top five. One of my favorite things was to do was when we walked hole by hole, stopped at every tee box, the fairways, we looked at how challenging they were with the pothole bunkers. We then went to the greens and we saw like just how hilly and the topography of St. Andrew's greens are. It's absurd. And so those are two top fives. You like those already? I like them. I like them a lot. Um, I'm hoping we get some food in there. Yeah, we'll get food in there. Rob, this tournament was so well organized they had food options for everyone. Now, my fiance is gluten-free and it's so challenging to go to sporting events and get good gluten-free food, any gluten-free food regardless, but to find good gluten-free food, they had it, Rob. They had all the different options. They had menus for people that had peanut allergies, you name it. 
they catered to everybody. They had champagne lounges, they had fine wines, and I'm not even talking about the sweets. Like this is just open to the general public. The, the food that I had, the fish and chips, the loaded mac and cheese with like brisket pulled into it, um, it onions caramelized. Ooh. It was just- And the listeners hungry over here, Rick. They had local providers providing the food. So uh, not really like your traditional um, big corporations, but like, Rob, there was one morning I got these, like, I guess you would call them Belgian waffles, but they were like crisp and sugary. They had sugar and syrup and whipped cream, and they were just to die for. They were so good. Ooh. I know Morgan raved about the coffees in the morning. It was just so well done food-wise. And as a patron, there were so many things to do. If you wanted to, they had instructors, like golf instructors from all over the world doing training exercises. If you wanted to just swing for a half hour and get feedback on your swing from like professional coaches, it didn't cost you anything. You just get in line. You could That's do it. That's so awesome. I saw you send uh, pictures of those and I thought that it was just like a real simple thing, but it sounds like it was a little more elaborate with uh, actual golf instructors that could give you feedback. Uh, yeah, quick, and then quick then, plug right here. I, I I took my first golf lesson this week. Watch out, watch out, Tiger Woods. Phenomenal. Watch out, you. Scotty Scheffler. That's all I'm saying. Moving on. Rob, they had so many fun things for kids. I actually love. They had these bean bags, and uh, they were all over the place. And they were so they they had the 150th logo on it. Uh, Stick logo plug. too. Oh, the graphics, the color scheme, all terrific, and. Um, so anyway, there was these bean bags all spread out the, um, patron area where you can get food. And then they have these big jumbotron screens where you can be watching live action. You can be watching videos, interviews. It was just, it was like such a great spot. They had a Rob, they had a camping village. So picture like 500 tents that they set up in rows. People could pay to actually camp outside the gates at the open in an open field, like a football field. And it was just so perfectly done. Shout That's out to awesome. the RNA. I, I really liked, I mean, the whole week, I, I loved the approach shot on 18. And I was like, this grandstand set up with the jumbotron and the scoreboard is probably one of the most epic uh, 18 finishes and in, in all of golf, I was like, this is, I would put it as number one. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, like obviously you have the masters, but there's no like grandstand. I think it looked like a stadium. I get chills with you just trying to describe what it's like, as you said, along the 18th fairway. So let's talk about that. And, and it, well, it says, and, and then they have lettering where it goes, this is, this is where it ends or something like that. It all leads to this. <laughs> That's exactly right. Their slogan was so good. Uh, it was on display everywhere to see. And basically, Rob, so let me just talk about the course here because I want to talk about how special the course is. The course. Well, hold on. Actually, talk about Gordon. Well, hook up right there. All right, fine. We'll get to that. I'll tell you right now about this because this was absurd. We thought we were going to the open. We thought we'd walk around. We'd enjoy the experience for what it was. You and I connected with a really, really kind man when we were at the masters friend and of the pod friend of the pod 
he invited us to pop by because he lives in Scotland, in St. Andrews, near the course, and went in town, knock on the door, say hi. Rob, it's all about follow-up. We talk about that on the Brothers Brandt podcast all the time. Mm-hmm. And boy, was I glad that we stayed in touch with Gordon because I knocked on the gentleman's door. Morgan and I showed up. He invited us in. This man lives on the 18th fairway in the number one prime position. If you see any photos of that 18th hole with the RNA building and the grandstands, if you ever see any paintings, whatever, his house is the number one premier house. In fact, fun story Gordon shared with us. He was at Pebble Beach a few years back. He was meeting with the head pro, him and a few of his buddies. They were going to play around at Pebble Beach. Well, they're sitting in the head pro's office at Pebble Beach Golf Links. And there's a picture on the wall, and it's of St. Andrews, that iconic photo. Gordon looks a little bit closer and sees his two sons in the window at this very moment the photo was taken, which is hanging up in the head pro's office at Pebble Beach. This guy, Rob, has the premier spot. When we get walked in, Will Zalatoris was walking up the fairway, and Gordon opened the window and said, give him a shout. So I yelled out to Will Zalatoris, and Will waved up and gave a thumbs up because he heard we were from Dallas. That's so awesome. It was, Rob. That's and incredible. Gordon, Gordon walked us around. He happens to be a member there. Uh, we got a chance to go into all of the places that – need credentials like actually fobs to get into yeah and um he just knew everybody anywhere we walked whether it was on the streets in the hotels um the bars people were just coming up to him talking to him and he just you know couldn't have been a nicer host we spent a couple hours with him when we first got to town and saw things that we wouldn't have seen without him so big shout out to uh gordon for making our first few hours in St. Andrews, extremely memorable. We went to the Jigger Inn, which is located on the 17th hole. And that's a small little pub, very intimate, but uh, iconic. If you ever get to the open at St. Andrews, you would definitely want to grab a bite or a pint, as they call it out there. And Rob, it was so cool. So the 17th hole is the road hole, they say, because mm-hmm. there's a road that runs right alongside of it. But I want to talk about this course now, because the course, Rob, is what everybody thinks of when they think of St. Andrews, this old course. There's nine holes that run outward, essentially along the coastline, and they head away from the clubhouse, away from downtown St. Andrews. And then they do the loop. The loop is pretty famous there. Rob, the loop is this spot where grandstands are set up amongst the 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, and even the 11th tee shot. If you're sitting in a prime position within the loop, you can see all of that. It's extremely desirable location to be as a spectator. Then all the other holes on the back nine head back towards the clubhouse, head back towards downtown St. Andrews. And a fun fact that I didn't know until I got there and I talked to a marshal, the greens almost every single green is a double green so these holes are running parallel to each other and you essentially have all of the holes 
Like for example, the um, third hole is a double green with the 15th hole. The fourth hole is a double green with the 14th hole. And an easy way to remember it is they add up to 18. So whatever hole you're looking at, the double green second flag of that double green, it'll make 18. So like I said, if it's seven, then you're on 11 and vice versa. So that's pretty cool. And then the fairways. That's also- crazy. That was kind of like the US Open. That was my first time seeing that with the US Open when they had like a double green on one of, one or two of their holes. Exactly. One or two of the holes. I've seen that many times throughout my time of playing golf and watching golf. But to actually see it on an entire course is wild. And there were instances, if you watched the Open, which I'm sure every listener of this podcast did, there were times where p- players were putting very close to a hole, but they weren't putting towards that close hole. They were actually putting like a hundred feet away to <laughs> the other hole, which was hilarious <laughs> to watch. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the fairways also run parallel to each other. They add up to 19. So if you were, for example, standing on the third fairway, well, the other fairway that's running parallel to it would then therefore be the 16th because that gives you 19. The only ones that sit alone is the ninth green, the 17th green, and the 18th green. Those are the only ones that sit by themselves. And I love the 17th hole. It's that road hole. The green is like literally right alongside a roadway. So it's pretty common, especially for the amateur player who's on vacation, just playing a fun round there to end up on the road, which is still in play and have to chip off of the roadway onto the green. Uh, The fans are right on top of you there on the putting green surface. And then it leads into the iconic 18th hole, which is just, some would say, the most famous hole in golf. And it definitely has the most famous bridge in golf. Rob, are you familiar with this bridge? Um, I don't know the name of the bridge, but they had this aerial shot, Rick. And I know you saw it because you were watching the Open. But when Rory was coming up, because Rory had to, you know, sink an eagle to push it and they were showing everybody run up and some people were walking over the bridge but other people were jumping the little creek that was there and they had this aerial footage of it so it made it look like you were watching buffaloes like run in the in the open fields of wyoming and people were just like jumping over these creeks and just running (laughs) rob i watched that on tv like you did same with the millions of other people around the world. And I got to tell you, I got chills watching that. It's a tradition only at St. Andrews where on the final day, the final round, the final group to come through, they essentially welcome. It's permitted for fans to engulf the 18th fairway. And as you alluded to, like charge up the bridge jump over the this little creek that they had it was funny seeing some people just like fell into the creek they didn't make the yeah, yeah. oh yeah you were, you were a couple couple beers deep people were like yeah that creek's pretty easy to cross and then just totally ate it into the middle. Yeah, not so much but 
it was epic. And I just thought to myself, wow, that's got to be one of the coolest feelings to be Rory McIlroy or Victor Hovland walking up with just 100,000 people surrounding you in those grandstands, the stadium atmosphere. It's so special, Rob. And um, just one that I'll never forget. I'll always cherish spending time there, sitting in those grandstands, walking that fairway uh, in the crosswalk area. It's just, Rob, when you're there, just I want you to like maybe feel the weight of Scotland. All you hear in the background are bagpipes. So you don't hear horns honking. Like you're in the long streets of downtown Scotland, uh, St. Andrews area. No, this isn't New York City. This is Scotland. Bagpipes are playing everywhere. It's just a cheerful atmosphere. Um, everybody's so smart. Their uh, golfing IQ is through the roof. So um, all of that led to uh, one of, or maybe a couple other top five memories I had while at St. Andrews. Yeah, it's, um, I've never been to a golf tournament outside the United States. Been to the Masters, obviously, a handful of times. But I encourage everybody that listens to our podcast, Rick, you got to go to Europe. And, you know, I've seen multiple soccer games there and it's just different. It, it's like, I would rank a soccer game in, in Europe as top five easy events that I've ever been to. And it wasn't even like a big game, like a monumental world cup or FA cup or something like that. It's just, and you know, they take their sports serious and golf, it's true. Golf, it's being, true. golf being it, the birthplace of golf. It, it's just different there. Well said, Rob. So Let's crank into a little bit of the golf itself. I want to talk about it and um, just give our take on what we saw and really just the historic performance that Cameron Smith put on display this week. I mean, he comes out as the he comes out as the golfing champion of the year, they call it. And he hoisted the claret jug after defeating several players coming from behind on Sunday, knocking out Rory McIlroy, Victor Hovland, Cameron Young, a young star in the making, finishing second in his open debut. What a performance by him. It was spectacular. What did you think while you watched on TV, Rob? Well, I just want to give a special shout out to you. Uh, leading up to this to the open, you wrote a beautiful artic, article uh, that was published on Belly Up Sports. And in there, you said you were you were saying what to watch for, right? And you said uh, some, you said on the flip side, it wouldn't surprise anyone if Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantley, Cameron Smith notched their first victory either. Some could say for the new kids on the block. <laughs> And it, I, it was just so cool to read that. And I felt so, uh, you know, involved watching Cameron Smith and also Cameron Young. Um, you know, Cam Smith winning the players earlier this year really put his name. Uh, I mean, he's been all over golf forever, but it was just like, oh, it's the real deal. And then, you know, every tournament from there, he was, you know, top 10 finish, I feel like, or somewhere in the mix. So you knew it was going to happen. Uh, couldn't be happier for the penguin. That's my nickname for him, the penguin. So, so happy. I mean, that mullet and stash Rick, when we were at the masters 
and, and I was escorting him from the clubhouse to the practice putting green multiple times. I was just like, Hey, Hey, Ken, that's an incredible mullet. You got there. That's a hell of a patch of lettuce. You got laughing, joking around the whole time, having a great, have like all smiles. Um, he, uh, at the end said, um, we're going to find out how many beers can go in this cleric jug. <laughs> yeah. He is a cool down to earth, um, real, real genuine, good guy. He comes from a background where his family, they really worked hard for everything they had. Um, he talks about how great the game of golf has been to him. He stays even keeled, never too high, never too low. And when he's not golfing, he likes to fish and hang out with some buddies. So he's got a puppy too. Got a puppy. I think, Yeah, you know, listen, good guy, uh, probably a phenomenal guy to hang out with. Kind of reminds me of a, a little bit like um, Shane Lowry, who won the British Open back in 2019. Uh, he was uh, famous for the following 48 hours of just partying and carrying on and enjoying yeah. it. Something tells me Cam uh, Smith is going to be doing the same this evening in St. Andrews and all the way back to uh, Australia, where he's from. But really excited for him and what his career is turning I into. I mean, we're going to talk about a couple more people in the field right here, but um, I mean, if you just look at Cameron Smith's four rounds, he shot a 67 on round one. Okay. He's in the mix. Then he shot a 64. Okay. Everyone's going low. Everyone's going under. And then the next day he shoots a 73 on Saturday bumps down and then shoots a 64 on Sorry about that. We're going to, we're going to pause that right there. Uh, (laughs) um, Shoots a 64 on today, which was unbelievable. And kind of the dark horse when you were looking at the, at the, um, uh, at who was coming down to the finish. And then Cameron Young, like you mentioned it, young star in the making. Uh, First of all, shout out. He's sponsored by Major League Baseball, Rick. <laughs> Do you realize, I actually Googled this a few months back. I was like, I got to know. Like, is this real? What's going on with this? Rob, his sponsorship, according to what I read, permits him free admission to any Major League Baseball game he wants to go to. Now, that's <laughs> my kind of sponsorship right there. Hey, MLB wants the brother band to sponsor uh, for them for them to be our sponsor. Like, that's fine. We'll take that for sure. Absolutely. And he, I, I, I mean, I just I just hope he cashes in on that for the World Series. Definitely. I don't know how it plays out with postseason high demand games, but nonetheless, love the sponsorship. We're going to see a lot of him. He's uh, a player to watch for. Really happy for Victor Hovland, Rob. Well, hold on. I want to say one thing about Cameron Young before we move over. Sure, go ahead. I think that he's going to see so much success in the link style courses because of the driver. Because how far he smashes the ball, I think he's going to see so much success right there. And, and you said, you know, you saw Bryson DeChambeau. He didn't win it, but he finished pretty high up. He finished tied for eighth. And I think the link style courses, the rolling right there, as long as you avoid the bunkers and all that stuff and the fescue, I think that favors the guys that can just bomb it off the tee. Yeah, he grew up playing golf. He's a great player, and we will see a lot of him going forward. I think that's a very good, accurate assessment of his talents. Jordan Spieth uh, was floating in the leaderboard area. Dustin Johnson, uh, as I mentioned just a little bit ago, Victor Hovland had his chance, but 
Uh, I mean, man, is it, did Rory lose the tournament, do you think? Like, what do you think about that performance on Sunday? Um, no, he didn't lose it. Like, I don't, I don't think he, he obviously didn't win it, but he didn't lose it. Um, he avoided mistakes. Um, I mean, he, he wasn't going to win it. He had to beat Cameron Young, too, who eagled on 18. Um, but, uh, no, I don't, I, don't think he, I don't think he lost it. I played, he played an incredible round. It's just that there wasn't any, like, big moves that were made. I um, agree. I agree. Cam Smith, he won that thing outright. He deserved it. Had like and six birdies, five or six birdies on the back nine. <laughs> Rob, that wraps up all of the majors for this year. So um, a lot of young players, uh, the future of the game of golf is bright. It's exciting. We have the FedEx Cup, which will take place uh, in August. And then we'll wrap around and, and start a new season, essentially. There'll be some good tournaments to uh, watch a little bit here on television. But I always kind of look at this as um, close to the end of the year, uh, being that it's really not until the FedEx Cup. Uh, do you see all the big names playing? Uh, but it was a special one, Rob. It was 150th Open from St. Andrews. And for all you listeners out there, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt, and we're the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening to The Open. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.